the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So today in the Catholic Church, we celebrate what we call Divine Mercy Sunday. In the Chaldean Church, we use a little bit of a different name. We call it New Sunday. And the reason we call it New Sunday in the Chaldean Church is because it falls after the, the Sunday after Easter. And the reason we call it New Sunday is because last Sunday... Jesus resurrected from the dead, the tomb is empty, this is good news, and we're saying this is new, this is brand new. We've never experienced anything like this before. And we're in the six weeks of Easter, right? And so we're actually taking a long time to celebrate this empty tomb, our God is alive, he's no longer dead, he has risen. Amen? And we're working from this place, we're operating of this place of freedom when we call it this new Sunday. And so today, let's go back to the original word, uh, the, the word that is used in the, in, the, in the universal Catholic Church. It's called divine mercy. But what is divine mercy? What does that mean? And we can't understand divine mercy if we first don't understand what the word mercy itself means. So we'll get back to the word divine. Let's just talk about the word mercy, the second word, mercy. So what is mercy? And the word mercy means undeserved love. Undeserved love. And instead of explaining what undeserved love looks like, I just want to share with you a story. A real story, a real story that I'm not making up, and it, of somebody who actually showed undeserved love, mercy to another human. So human to human, just talking about the word mercy on how, on how these, this person showed it to another person, human to human. So it's a true story. A young priest one day was at a hospital, and he was visiting, and there was this nun at the hospital, and she said, Father, there is a man here, and he's on his deathbed. And can you go and see him, please? Whoever walks in and he, they, he starts yelling at them and he starts screaming at them and, Father, maybe you can make a difference, you know, and maybe you can walk in there. So he walks into the, 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 the man, the dying man's uh, uh, room and he says to him, you know, I'm here, I, he- I heard you're, you're, you're not doing so well. And, uh, you know, I can hear your confession and I can actually even give you Holy Communion. Maybe that'll help with what it is you're dealing with. And the man goes crazy and he starts yelling at the priest and he starts cursing at the priest and he erupts like a volcano. And this priest is like, okay, I'm out of here. I got to go. So he's like, I, so he leaves and he goes back out and he tells the nun, like, this guy does not want a priest right now. I have no idea why you sent me in there. She's like, Father, you need to go back in there. And he's like, I can't force him. She's like, no, no, Father, you don't understand. You have to go back in there. This man is going to die anytime soon, and he needs you. And he's like, okay. So he goes back in into the, into the room. He goes into the hospital room. And he's like, listen. And the guy starts yelling and screaming again. He starts screaming and yelling, and he's going off on the priest again. And the, the priest says, stop. I don't need to hear your confession. I don't need to give you communion. Can I at least just sit here and pray with you? And the guy says, do what you want. So the priest is like, okay, good. So he sits down next to him, pulls up a chair, sits down next to him, and he says, starts praying the Divine Mercy Chaplet. And he's saying the words, for the sake of a sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. And he's not saying it loud where it's annoying, but he's just saying it over and over again uh, where the man can hear. And so he's saying it quietly. And the man stops him and he says, stop it. And the priest says, why? And he says, because there is no mercy for me. And the priest is like, but why? What are you so angry about? And he was like, if I told you, you would see that this does not apply to me. There is no mercy for somebody like me. He's like, okay, so tell me about it. What's going on? Why do you think this? And he says, it doesn't matter, just leave. And say, like, please, just tell me. So he starts talking. He says, 25 years ago, 
you know, I had a job, and my job was to bring the railing down when there is a, a, a train coming. And he said, I did my job very well, but as my life got difficult and more difficult, I started to drink. And one particular day, 25 years ago, this particular night, I was so depressed that I showed up to the job, and I was there, and I was drinking while I was on the job. And the one job that I had was to bring the railing down. And I was too drunk. And the railing did not come down, and a train was coming. And on the train track was a mother and a father and some children. And they died because of me. And the priest says, and he says, and before the priest says, so he says, there's no mercy for me. I have failed. It's completely over. So please stop praying that prayer. And so the priest says to him, so how long ago was this? And he says, 25 years ago. And he says to him, 25 years ago, huh? And he says, yes. And he says, 25 years ago, my mother and father were involved in a train accident. And I also lost them in a train accident. And when did this take place? Where did you work? Where did, what country did you live in? Where, where did you come from? And he said, I actually lived in, a, in Poland at the time. And he said, that's exactly where my parents were from. And my three siblings were in the car. And that was my family that died. And I never knew who it was whom was the operator of that railing. And he says to him, and he looks at the man, and he says, my brother, God forgives you. Not only does God forgive you, I forgive you too. And if we're awed by that story, if we got, a goosebump, if we got goosebumps with that story, if we're just thinking, that's impossible, forget the goosebumps, that's just an impossible story. That's man with man. That's mercy, undeserved love. That man did not deserve the love that priest showed him for killing his mother and father and his siblings. He showed this undeserved love to the person who killed his family. And again, if this story shocks us, if it moved our hearts, this is again not even what divine mercy is. This is undivine mercy. This is man, what he's done for man, human to human. So divine mercy is even more than this. Divine mercy is something else that we can't even fathom or understand. And so, okay, Father, what is divine mercy? We've talked about what mercy is. And divine mercy is the love of God, not man to man. Not man to man. It's even more than the story of the priest with the hospital. Divine mercy is what God did for us 2,000 years ago and does for us today. How he showed love to us even though we didn't deserve it and how he shows love to us today even though we do not deserve it. We are undeserving of his love. How he showed love to us even though we didn't deserve it. Showed, past tense, 2,000 years ago on the cross. We didn't deserve that. We didn't deserve that love. There's no love like that. That God Almighty, King, sitting on the throne of heaven says, I want to save them. But you're God and you come down and become a little baby and 33 years later, you die an ugly, disgusting, humiliating death. He says, yep, I want to do that because if I don't, they'll never be with me again. They'll be separated from me for all of eternity and I cannot stomach that. And he tells the father, I want to do that, and does it freely. 
man would barely do that for man, let alone God Almighty does that for us 2,000 years ago. Right, the quote, that, the quote, he paid a debt he didn't owe because we owed a debt he could, we could not pay. That's divine mercy. That's undeserved love. He should have been like, absolutely not. You're all jokes. You're all losers. You deserve hell. And he says the opposite. I'll pay the price because they're worth it. That's divine mercy. And that's how he showed us his love, this, un, this, this divine mercy, God Almighty, 2,000 years ago. But he continues to show us love today, even though we don't deserve it. And he shows us that same love in that line, in that room, in confession. We sin. We turn our backs on the Lord. We stab him in the back. And he forgives and he says, welcome home. There's a story of St. Margaret Mary of Alacoque. And St. Mar- Margaret Mary of Alacoque, and this was over 100 years ago, a couple hundred years ago. Um, and St. Margaret, I forget exact time, but this story of St. Margaret Mary, just a, she wasn't even a saint, she's just a nun. She's in France. And she's getting these visions of Jesus and his sacred heart. And she tells her mother superior, Mother, I'm getting all these visions of Jesus. And he's appearing to me, and he's, his heart's on fire, and he's saying that this is the, the, the heart that, that loves mankind so much, but is loved little in return. And Mother Superior is like, you're crazy. Like, why would God talk to you? You're some regular nun in France. You're nothing special. So then this priest comes, she's, I mean, so, so, uh, so Margaret Mary starts telling uh, Jesus, Jesus, you told me to go talk to Mother Superior, and he's tell, she's telling me I'm crazy, basically. And he says, don't worry, I'm going to send you my friend. And he sends this priest, Father Claude. And Father Claude comes, Father Claude has no idea, but he shows up, and Mar- Margaret Mary, the nun, says, I know, I need to talk to you. You have to be my spiritual director. This is what's going on. This is what I'm seeing. I'm having these visions. Jesus is appearing to me. And before he dismisses her and says, okay, you're crazy, he says to her, do me a favor. Ask Jesus the next time you see him, what is the last thing that I, Father Claude, confessed? She's like, okay, that's weird. She's like, just ask him, and we'll talk next time. So she goes and he goes, and then he comes back. Weeks later, and she meets with him, and he says, sister, and she says, did, uh, he says to her, did, did Jesus appear to you? And she's like, yes, he did. And she says to him, he says to her, did, and did you ask him what I asked you to, to ask him? And she said, I sure did. And, she, and he said, so tell me what he said. And she said, Father, when I asked Jesus, what was the last thing you, Father, confessed? Jesus responded with, I don't remember. And that's how they knew her visions were true is because God forgives and God forgets. That's the kind of God we have. That's divine mercy. Instead of again saying, you losers, get out of my face. You told me a million times you're going to change. You disgust me. I spit you out of my mouth. We go humbly before the priest because Jesus is behind the priest. And we confess our sins and God forgives and God forgets. And that's how he shows us his divine mercy today, not just 2,000 years ago on the cross. 
And although today is meant to be a day of great celebration, we're celebrating today's a day, of, a day of celebration. So many of us are living in slavery because we think, like the man in the hospital, there is no mercy for me. For what I have done, my failures, my mistakes, my past decisions. Father, the same, same as what that guy says in the hospital. Father, stop it. Don't talk to me about mercy. It doesn't apply to me. It doesn't apply to me. And brothers and sisters, we are called, we're still in the Easter season, we're called to break out of this tomb of disbelief of God's divine mercy. Even though our small brains, I don't care how smart you are, a lot of you are smarter than me, we cannot comprehend this divine mercy. It has nothing to do with you or me because God is way bigger than us. Amen? So get over it. Get over our limitation of understanding. We will never comprehend God Almighty when it comes to his divine mercy. So how do we break out of this tomb of disbelief? How do we be, get out of this ugly tomb of despair and discouragement and hopelessness of what I've done in the past and accept this divine mercy, this day of celebration to leave here out of these doors and bust them open and say, I'm free? Number one, we must differentiate between failing and being a failure. We will all fail, brothers and sisters, as human beings, but we are not failures as our identity. Some of us have made our identity, I am a failure. That's you making that your identity. That's like me walking down the beach, stepping on a nail and saying, I'm a nail! You'd be like, okay, like, you're a cuckoo. I may have stepped on a nail, it doesn't make me a nail. I may fail, I am not a failure. Because he has conquered death. And if Jesus has conquered the tomb, I am not a failure. I may fail at times. So we must differentiate between failing and being a failure. Because I'm a failure will lead me to discouragement, to sadness, to depression, to anxiety, to hopelessness, to despair, and hopefully one day if the devil wants to kill myself. So first, differentiate between failing and being a failure. Even as a priest, I fail at times. Number two, we make a conscious decision each day to trust that Jesus loves me even though I don't feel very lovable. I have to fight this myself, brothers and sisters. I get disgusted with myself sometimes when I commit sins. And I have to fight myself and say, why do you forgive me? I'm not lovable. I keep messing up. I keep turning my back on you. And I make a conscious decision each day to say, I don't understand your divine mercy. And I trust in your divine mercy for somebody like me. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But I make a conscious decision today, Jesus, that you love me and you want me, and I am a son of a king. I am part of a royal family, even though I feel like swine, pig. It's a daily decision. It doesn't mean like, I have this feeling, and I feel great, and I feel like every day I'm so loved by God, and I'm floating in the sky. Absolutely not. Sometimes it's a daily act of the will. I feel disgusting, but I'm not disgusting. I feel like a failure, I'm not a failure. Not because I don't think so. It's not positive affirmations. It's truth, brothers and sisters, because he proved it on the cross. And finally, besides differentiating between failing and being a failure, making a conscious decision each day, even though I don't feel that God loves me because of my many sins, finally, 
We do this by being mercy to others. A great sign on whether or not I've accepted divine mercy from Almighty God, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, is if I'm showing mercy to others. I am showing undeserved love towards people who don't deserve it. It's a great sign. Because what did Jesus do? A good sign. Jesus, in today's gospel, the apostles are hiding. They have failed. Right? They are afraid and misery. And into that misery, Jesus enters and says to them three times, Peace be with you, instead of you losers. You failed me. You left me. You abandoned me. You cowards. He says, peace be with you. And what does he tell them after? He gives them mercy, undeserved love. He shows them love. He says, peace be with you. What is the next thing he says? Go and show mercy to others. He says, whosoever sins you forgive are forgiven. Whosoever sins you don't forgive are not forgiven. Go and be mercy. Go and be undeserved love. Go show love to people who don't deserve it. And that's what they did, and that's what we're doing. And we must show that undeserved love to others because our God showed us, you don't deserve my love, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. So am I being mercy itself to other people? And if not, it's probably a good indication I have not accepted the Lord's mercy for myself, his divine mercy, so I can go out and be mercy towards others. And so, brothers and sisters, on this beautiful day, this great day of celebration, a joyous day, we have a really important decision to make. Sit here, make a decision. Live in freedom of Jesus Christ, accept his mercy and go out and be mercy to others, or continue to live in a tomb filled with anger and resentment and sadness and hopelessness. Because that's the complete opposite of what Jesus Christ wants from us on this day of celebration. Amen? Amen.